man, I really don't want to go down to this basement again, but there's this trail of blood and I've got to check on Eric. Eric? Down here? Yeah, get him down here. Man, what happened? You look seriously injured. I'm, I'm fine. It's, it's, everything's fine. You need I gotta to go take it. to a, the hospital, buddy. No, no, I'm just gonna finish cauterizing. Wait, no, a little this bit is, of drywall. This is not how you heal your wound. It is if I'm gonna survive. Okay, lighting incense and trying to rub the ashes on yourself is not. I mean, I know you saw it in a movie, but it's not really how we how we treat our wounds. Oh no, Eric. Oh, he passed out. Okay, I'll call 911. Yeah, hello. This is um, 1990 Gary Busey Boulevard. I need an ambulance. Yep, that, that's right. He did it again. Hi, and welcome to the Terror Test. I'm Eric. And I'm John. As fans of horror, our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories. Production, monster quality, and scare factor to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon. In this podcast, we'll put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated. Number two pencils ready, and begin. Okay, so uh, we are... Um, in the final um, matchup before the the finals, mm-hmm. so uh, semifinals, semifinals, yeah. Um, and that is um, according to our bracket, King Kong versus the away team, Predator. <laughs> the away team, oh, oh, <laughs> way away <Yeah>. team, <laughs> the Predator. Um, so today we're going to talk about the Peter Jackson King Kong and then Predator 2. Um, so which one do you want to start with? I think we let's go chronologically. We've got to start with Predator. Okay. Don't uh, let the home team have an advantage. Right. Right. So um, Predator 2 was released in 1990, directed by Stephen Hopkins and written by Jim Thomas and John Thomas, starring... Danny Glover as Mike Harrigan, Gary Busey as Peter Keyes, uh, Ruben Blades as Danny, Maria Conchita Alonzo as Leona, Bill Paxton as Jerry, um, and uh, Kevin Peter Hall as the Predator. Let's get into production. So production, we're looking to see the film is timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter. Okay, so um, you said you've seen this before. Uh, about as much as the first one. Okay. I have it in constant rotation. I'm not going right. to lie. <laughs> okay. well, what, what makes it so watchable to you? So in terms of production, we've got A-list actors. The, it's, stacked. it's stacked. And so yeah. is the first one. Yeah. <laughs> like, they do not disappoint. But it, it's it's stacked in a different way this time. It is. It's... Because, like, Danny Glover is not the natural follow-up to, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, and that's what I love about this one. Yeah. Um, and you have multiple villains. It's not like them just versus nature. The jun- I mean, the urban jungle, but... Um, wait, wait. The urban jungle? Yeah. Are you saying that... <laughs> That the city of New York is is like a jungle from the original Predator. 
Yes. Whoa. <laughs> I think, do they even say that in the movie? Uh, I mean. Like, do the, they come out and say it? Well, in the very first shot, they have, like, jungle music and it, you know, the drums and everything. And, and then it, you know, is is panning through trees and then it it, it pans up and you see the New York City skyline. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely meant to, like, you know, take us from from the jungle to the urban jungle. Yeah. And this, I, that's the other thing, too. And maybe it's just my nostalgia for, like, movies like RoboCop. Um, I'm talking where, like, whatever city, whether they call it New York or it's a New York bike city, where it's gritty and it is a really dangerous place. So, I mean, the, the city's in chaos, right? Gang, gang yeah. wars are abound like this is <laughs> yeah wait is it new york or is it la it's la it it's la, LA it is it? la yeah yeah so the yeah it's all these like gang wars right right and so yeah it's it's just a, a war zone yeah um which so was the first one right they're right. they're in the midst of the war with these like uh, guerrilla soldiers and things like that and so you have a s- similar setup and i think <laughs> I, I think that's why it's fun it it, it seems like you know in a pitch meeting they you know were trying to determine like well we can't just do the jungle again and so like this <laughs> it makes sense yeah it somebody does. said we could do the urban jungle yeah that's yeah probably what happened yeah um and i think it works yeah this definitely follows in the tradition of of like your robo cops and where it, it's just complete lawlessness mm-hmm. and just very over the top um, street violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the other part of it, too, I think there are more horror elements in the second one than the first one. Hmm. And, and it's especially with the, um, with the gang. Well, we have the. the the battling gang. I can't remember the name of the gang that like hangs and skin skins people. That's not the voodoo one, is it? I think it is. Or is it the um Maybe I, they do. I'd have to I'd have I to don't back. know. Um, um but those scenes where where they <clears throat> the predator comes in to that um I don't know, penthouse. Yeah, the penthouse yeah. guy. I mean, that seems really frightening. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, um, it's like the difference between Alien and Aliens. Like, yeah, the first one is, like, set in a very isolated space, mm-hmm. and the cast is getting killed one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, here, I, I mean, I you almost have to make the argument that like this movie's heavily inspired by aliens like they even have bill paxton and oh yeah um the one like um main female character is this like tough latino yeah. woman you know um but instead of a flamethrower they're using an ice thrower yes <laughs> so yeah there there are definitely comparisons to be made with aliens because yeah it's it's that's a good it's point. bigger in scope and it it feels more actiony to me. And then there's also the yeah, like the the corporation or in this That's case That's what reminds me of the yeah. government, you know. Yeah. Gary Busey's FBI. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that Busey's FBI. <laughs> division. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and that's the thing too, like this mo- the the sequels even from this one, they keep up with that, like, the government knows about the Predators and trying to steal their technology as, like, a driving factor um, in the movie. So I'm thinking even okay. the most recent one, it's called, I think it's just called The Predator or just Predator. That's part of the premise of it. Yeah. They want to steal that technology. Yeah. Okay. So just, like, how the Weyland Yutani Corporation wants to... Exactly. Use the xenomorph as a weapon. The yeah. 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 Yeah, so they're definitely um I, I mean it's just so easy to put the two together, which is 
you know, why we, we even have the Alien versus Predator, you sure. know, movies because they, they fit so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, out, outside of, of the, the urban setting, though, what, what else um, stands out in production to you? In production, I mean, it had. I would say it's the same level of special effects as the first one, right? There's not really anything too. Yeah, a lot of different gunfire. And yeah, explosions. Yeah. yeah, figuring out what is doing the killing. They. So to that point, I mean, the story itself is kind of play by play like the first one. Right. Except this time, we know what it is. We do, but like, but the characters don't, and and up until a certain point. But they, mm-hmm. and they do that in the first one too. They find out at a certain point what they're fighting, even though I think Arnold is Arnold like the only one who truly understands. Yeah, is the only one left. At least there's multiple people in this one. Yeah, he's you know the one that like sees it unmasked. Right, and stuff. right. He gets injured. That becomes a flaw. It's like it just it does that exactly. So it's very formulaic for sure. Yeah, although I don't mind it. It does. I mean, at the very end, it expands the mythology a little bit because you see That's the it. ship. Yep. Um, and this part, even though I swear I have not seen this movie before, somehow I've seen that final scene mm-hmm. in the Predator ship. Yeah. Um, where Danny Glover is walking around and he sees the skulls of different creatures including the xenomorph Mm -hmm. and then he receives the like ancient gun from Mm -hmm. one of the other predators and it's not that like he um you know need should should be killed because he killed one of their own it's uh, there's this mutual respect um so he he deserves a trophy yeah well, see, and that's the thing, too, is that up until that point, I, I'm thinking about in, in terms of movies, do we see where aliens are here coming to Earth to fight or, like, test test their worth, like, Mortal Kombat going on? I mean, I think it's pretty, I, like, that's up until, it's pretty clear in the first one that that's what it's doing, right? Do you think so? That it was, like, that it's put there to sort of, like, test itself? Or I feel like previous previous alien type movies, right? We're always worried about aliens invading. Yeah. That's not what's happening here. They're just using our planet as like the octagon to fight. Yeah, the hunting grounds. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. Before Predator, is there anything that stands out where that's happening? Um, not nothing comes to mind. Not to say that it hasn't. Right, right. Like happened in, in movies before, but I, I think that like if you give someone the premise of aliens coming to hunt humans, like that's some that person would say, well, like Predator, like that. Mm-hmm. That's the most well known mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of it, um, and and so that's that's also what makes the Predators unique, um, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get into that with monster quality, I guess. Um, yeah, so the it it, it 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 adds one more step in the mythology, adds like one more chapter to it, right? <clears throat> with um, that ending scene. But yeah, that's that's not until the very end. Everything like leading up to that is pretty predictable. Sure. Um, and also the the tone I think is more. Uh, a little over the top. Well, it's hard to say it's over the top. Well, is it it's in a different way? It is a scene di- with yeah. like Bill the Paxton? Jamaican voodoo gang. Oh, like yeah. Peter, like come on. <laughs> um, or what does or, he call him? The does he call him the Shadow Man? Yeah. So, yeah. And then <laughs> and then like having the predator talk. You know, mm-hmm. um, predator predator talks in the first one. He like the laugh. Oh no! Wait, does he? No, he just laughs. He doesn't like actually talk. He listens in. No, he talks after he listens in to what's his name stabbing the scorpion. Yeah. He listens and replays and replays, and then he says it. Yeah. Uh, what, what next? Next say? time he either says like next time or 
Anytime. Anytime. That's what he says. Yeah. But here, it's, it's I think, just more... It's played for humor, right? Yeah. Oh, and he speaks to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says, um, what are you? Because, like, Schwarzenegger, he says, like, what the hell are you? And then Predator responds and says, what are you? Well, it talks more. And then In it this, also yeah. says, like, the lat the, at the very end, you know, it says, like, take this. Or, yeah, you know? yeah. Which, like, is so unnecessary. Yeah. Right? Because it's just through show. Like, he tossed it to him. Like, you don't need yeah. that alien to talk. Um so yeah, it, it's just it's goofy, and yeah, I think you're gonna say like Bill Paxton is like oh so ridiculous <laughs> in the police department, like just yeah swinging golf clubs and like mm-hmm. oh, but I love he's that so character. good at being that character. Yeah, because I mean he that's pretty much who he is in Aliens. Like yeah, just really cocky, really smarmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. He's like drowning in that like huge jacket yeah it's so 80s yeah yeah it's it's great i guess that'd be no it's it's 80s and 90s those yeah coming off the 80s you know um so yeah it's it's fun it's goofy um i don't know if it's as iconic as the first definitely not um yeah there's like something about how the in the first one it's it's like ultra macho yeah you know and this one is not right because that, that's not who danny glover is right. <clears throat> or or any of the other characters um they're more like clever so. but I, I think that's I, I think that's why both of the movies stand out to me though because right because isn't it it's their it's their cunning it's their wits that win in the end anyway even though like for all the muscles that Arnold has in the first one that's not what wins the day that's yeah. not how he defeats the predator through brute force mm-hmm. and neither does Danny Glover yeah so it's like it's it's human ingenuity mm-hmm. that beats the predator yeah <laughs> So, um, yeah, what do you think? Are you going to give it a point? I, I, I want to give it a point. I think, I think it's iconic. Uh, the special effects are good. The story's a little formulaic, but I'm willing to... I think it, it accomplishes what it sets out to do. It's a fun, goofy movie. Yeah. You know? Like the first, but in a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give up one. The sub, I mean, I guess we could go into the next ones, but the subsequent movies I don't think are as fun as the first two. Hmm. The, pre, is it Predators, where yeah. they end up on the Predator planet? Yeah, I think so. It's, mm-hmm. um, See, it's got it's Adrian Brody in that. We'll talk about him with Kong. Uh, yeah. Topher Grace is in that one. That was still that was Adrian Brody's like action hero moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I told you that before, right? Like when I've watched when I've watched some of these movies, I think it was while I was watching Kong. Kristen, Kristen says, "I don't know why Hollywood is trying so hard to make Adrian Brody sexy." <laughs> yeah, they were really pushing him for. Well, is he not? Years. Is he not sexy? I don't know. I I'm kind of. I think he's he's unconventionally good looking. I I think that he could you know. I think he's charming. I I think he can really e- easily come off as someone who's like, really full of himself. Oh, in what? He just kind of has this like, uh, sneer maybe. Just, um, I, I don't think he's he's bad in King Kong, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, and, and I haven't seen the Predators movie, so 
I couldn't say. But yeah, he just doesn't, and he he just doesn't have like the charisma, you know. I think he's a little too um, brainy. You think so? See, that's what that's what I think makes him charming, at least in the in the Kong movie. But I guess we can talk more about that when we get to yeah we get to Kong. So yeah, I want to give it a Predators uh, Predator Two a point in production. Um, monster quality. The film's, film's monsters are frightening, clearly relate to archetypal fears, and have depth. Mm. I mean, it's hard to argue that there's not more depth in this movie with the monster than there is in the first. Right. I think, I think it's this. It's the same monster, and we decided in the first one that there's depth. Yeah. So and, why wouldn't there be depth in this one? Yeah, because we learn more about the mythology, and it's interesting. Yeah. Like it, it goes with what we already know. Like right. It makes, it makes sense. It doesn't change, you know, our perception of, of the predator. It just further develops this idea that they have been, you know, hunting different species throughout the galaxy, and mm-hmm. um, they have been to Earth before. Yeah. You know, for who knows how long. Um, you know, hunting hunting people. So I think it's interesting. Um, is that like so? Thinking of the archetypal fear, then with that. So is are we supposed to make a connection between like that gang violence and the idea of people hunting people? I don't know. That's almost like um, incidental. In the movie, That's what I thought. Right? Yeah, because it's like it's kind of using that as cover. Right. to kill right um, but that's what the, that's what the characters are afraid of when they think that the predator killings are being done by these gangs they think oh they're hunting each other like they're like there's a sense of escalation yeah yeah but I think but you're I right I think know. it's incidental I don't think that's yeah I think it's it's background yeah you know um no, I think I think the fear is, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, um, a more intelligent, deadly species, you know, views us as prey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way we like overcome is, like, through our ingenuity, through cunning. Yeah, got a lot, of, a lot of people don't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> or we just need to be pregnant and we're safe. So stupid. <laughs> Why do you say that? Come on. It's like... What? What? We've No, we've seen... Uh, isn't that something that comes up in the first one where it's like somebody who's unarmed? The predator won't kill? Okay. Or am I, I making that, that? That makes sense. Is she armed? I don't know. Probably, yes. Right? Yeah. Please, officer, she's got to have a gun. Yeah. But it seems like the reason... Oh, definitely the reason is because she's pregnant. Yeah. Which is, like... (laughs) The look... Sorry, just, like, the look on your face. You're so disappointed. (laughs) It's... I mean, it's, like... It makes sense in Alien 3 because, you know, she's, like, pregnant quote-unquote, with, like, with the, a xenomorph yeah. hybrid thing. That's supposed to be, like, the next queen, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. So that would make so sense. Like that the xenomorph makes isn't sense. Gonna, the xenomorph yeah. would, like, sn- smell her and, like, yeah. pick up on that and then not not want to kill her. Not want to harm the queen, yeah. But this predator, it, it, it's not a, a human-alien hybrid baby. It's just a normal baby. What does it care? I mean... Other than, like, maybe that will... Maybe that will grow up to be a great hunt... Like, a, a great hunter or something. But, like, even then, it's just, like... It's, it's the it's the code of chivalry for predators. They're being chivalrous. No, it's... I mean, I'm, I'm going to call out the predators for being misogynistic. <laughs> but... women, women are valued as you know wounds for the predator um whereas the men are like you know the hunters sure and so that's who they go after and, so, and i yeah i, I think sexist. we're supposed to assume i mean 
have you ever seen a female predator? Any of the movies? No, I think we're just I supposed to assume. Know. Like I, th- I think we're supposed to assume that it's sort of like a male rite of passage. This like yeah, shooting them like, off it's into like space. The gatherer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they are like ultra macho. Yeah. You know? Um. So it makes sense, but I'm just I'm. Just You're disappointed. He's so disappointed. <laughs> um. Okay. Gary Busey, why didn't you do anything about this? Yeah. Now, one thing that. It takes a, the talking takes a little bit away from me. It takes me out of it a little bit because the Predator is just better as a silent killer, you know? Sure, I'll, um, I'll buy that. I, I kind of like how it, it is like picking up these speech patterns that like make it clear that it doesn't really understand what is being said. It just like will repeat sometimes until the end when it says like mother effer you know it's like that is is so clearly just like the writer thinking they're clever Mm -hmm. you know um but here here so so i'm willing to give it a point but here's the thing this is going to like be a challenge for when we talk about king kong the predator is like a super cool monster but is it just like a one trick pony like, is this all there is to the Predator? Mm. Well, in subsequent movies, they do try to explore and make it more, but it doesn't do well. <laughs> like, like I, I feel it, like... It doesn't in, stick? Like, no, when I, when I... So, one of my things when I watched the... When I watched Predator, the most recent one, is like, oh, they're trying to evolve it. Yeah. And... Really, what they do to, to to evolve it is they just make it bigger. <laughs> it like it, it, it's really just bigger. <laughs> it's sort of like this next. Thing. Well, I don't want to say it's supposed to like be like a genetic advancement. Like it's supposed to be faster, stronger. But yeah. really, on screen, it's, it's just, just bigger. bigger. <laughs> Which we see that with King Kong too. Is king kong better when he's bigger i say yes but that's one of my beefs with the with the with this version of kong. well i i say it depends and something that we can talk about with kong is like there are are different aspects to kong he can be the monster he can be sympathetic he can be a hero like, yeah you can't do that he's with multifaceted and here, the pre- like with the predator, it is just, it is just this one thing, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe they try to make it more. They sympathetic. try. Yeah. In predators, they try to make it more sympathetic. There's the one that was like, you've seen predators, right? No, I haven't. Oh, I've seen Alien versus Predator. Okay, so after that, the Adrian Brody one, there's sort of this, when they're on that planet, they encounter this predator that seems to be like he's being punished by the other predators for violating something or whatever and then the humans like free him so they like he becomes an ally and there's kind of like they kind of try to make him sympathetic but he's really just mostly silent killing things like yeah well so i don't think i don't think it works as my yeah so i'm gonna give it a point but i will we'll circle circle back yeah just say that it's on thin ice you know (laughs) alright scare factor the film has clear intent to scare and must be successful in that objective from beginning to end I agree with you like you said in the beginning it's more actiony I I think there are more horror elements in this one than the first one but I think the intent is still not to scare it's to fight (laughs) like yeah the, the gore is is there it's disturbing um but it's it, it it's not a scary movie yeah get to see more of the weapons mm-hmm. which that razor uh doesn't it have razor wire in this one doesn't it use something that has razor wire yeah um every time i see razor wire in that though i don't uh like in a movie like that i don't think about uh predator i think about a uh, cube 
again. You know how there's like that like razor wire net thing in one of the rooms? Mm-hmm. That just like cubes them? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think about. It, it, no matter what movie I see razor wire in, I always think about cube. Well, that specific thing happens in a few different movies. Yeah, sometimes it's razor wire, sometimes it's lasers. Yeah. Right? There's like a, where is, what is that in? Where it's like a a laser, like mesh net. I feel like, is it maybe Resident Evil? Resident Evil, that's what it is. But I feel like there's even at least one more. That has something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I, no, there's really nothing scary here. It's, it's fun, it's dopey, but it's not scary. Yeah. Okay, right. so... And I don't think honorable mention either. I think we put Predator in honorable mention, didn't we? We did. I think that's sufficient. So this one just... It, it's not on the same level? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it needs to be... I think if you're going to watch the first Predator and you enjoy it, then you will definitely enjoy the second one. I mean, would you say... Did you enjoy this... Like watching it, so not from a like can a, a canon perspective, but like, did you find the movie enjoyable? As goofy as some parts are, I did, but it it definitely it leans like the on the first movie a lot, sure, in a way that like um, Aliens pretty much stands on its own. Yeah, I'll give it that. Aliens is a different movie, like. Yeah, this one is is a little too similar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I get it. I yeah, it, it feels a little inessential, in that like mm-hmm. you could you could just watch the first one and totally get what the predator is mm-hmm. without watching any of the other movies and you could say like oh yeah there's one that's in the city there's one that's like they're on the home world and like you still know what the predator Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. you know yeah you could watch the first movie and watch any any other movie and be just fine imagine any other yeah which i feel like you can't do that with i don't think you could do that with alien like could you watch alien and then be fine just like jumping into Alien 4 or Aliens 4? Well, the part with that is, is that Ripley is, is a character throughout. Like, there are no recurring characters in the Predator franchise, right? Right. So, oh, that's a good point. So, I think in order to be able to follow Ripley's story, you, ha- you have to see Aliens. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's what part of what makes it so remarkable as a sequel is that it still it still manages to develop the character um and yeah push the xenomorph mythology further um it it does all those things in this movie um it it just doesn't do as much Mm -hmm. so yeah um i'm fine with not putting it in honorable mention that's fair Okay, well, let's talk about um, our second contender. This is the home team, uh, King Kong. We're talking about the 2005 Peter Jackson remake, written by Fran Walsh, Philippa Boyens, and Peter Jackson, based on the story by Marion C. Cooper and Edgar Wallace, starring Naomi Watts as Anne Darrow, Jack Black as Carl Denham, Adrian Brody as Jack Driscoll, uh, Thomas Kretschmann as uh, Captain Inglehorn, Colin Hanks as Preston, and Andy Serkis as Kong and Lumpy. Yeah, Andy I don't think Serkis. I knew that. I don't think I knew that that was Andy Serkis when I originally watched the movie. But as Kong or as a as Lumpy, I think Lumpy. I recognized him. Yeah, I definitely recognized him this time around. Yeah, but. When the movie came out, I mean, Peter Jackson was coming fresh off of Lord of the Rings. Yes. And Andy Serkis was, like, a name. Yeah. Because of his role in Gollum. But, you know, he just, he didn't see his face. So I didn't, um, I didn't recognize the dual role there. (laughs) 
But yeah, I mean, that was like what was really advertised, right? It's mm-hmm. Peter Jackson. It's this three-hour epic, and Andy Serkis plays Kong mm-hmm. after his iconic motion capture work in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what, you know, sold people mm-hmm. on this movie. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Does it, like, hold up? Uh, so I think that what what changed my view... So I, I saw it one time shortly after it was out of the... the I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it one time. You saw it in the theaters? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it was after our conversation about the first Kong movie that opened my... Like, really opened me up to this movie when you said that... Kong could be a really Kong the character of Kong could be a metaphor for American cinema right after we watched the black and white original one so I went into this movie thinking about that and I think that's what this movie is about right it's supposed to be like moving from the stage moving out of vaudeville to this new era right and they're trying to like capture this elusive thing that we call American entertainment Mm -hmm. right and yeah. try to control it and make it into something that we want it to be, but it's it's its own thing. It's its own uh, yeah and beast, it, and it, you just gotta let so it run free. It is um, it, it is like a a satire of Hollywood. In yeah, that way. And I didn't the first time I saw it, I did not have that in my head. So I thought, well, it's just this Kong movie. But I think viewing it, viewing this movie with that in mind, makes it more powerful you're like oh i see what he's doing he's not just putting putting a gorilla on a skyscraper yeah i mean yeah it's it's about opportunism Mm -hmm. and colonization Mm -hmm. um exploitation of resources uh yeah and jack black is you know kind of at the center of of that aspect of the story Mm-hmm. Um, I think he nails it. I think he's really good in this movie. Yeah. Um, he is extremely sincere in his insincerity. <laughs> like, he's so believable as someone who is completely BSing self-serving people. Yeah. and lying the whole time, yeah. you know? Um, I think he's great. Um, you know, the humor is, is kind of broad in a way that, like, movies from the 30s are broad. It's like an homage as well as a, mm-hmm. as well as a satire. And just think about, for like, the example that jumps to mind when you say that is, like, the scene Adrian Brody is in his cage um, writing mm-hmm. and the, sh- the ship is tilting back and forth as he's writing movies. Like, that's so, like, of that era. that yeah. And it, it just, it's an interesting change because it, it's just so clear that the writers of this movie, you know, were like, oh, well, the writer is the hero, not, uh, yes. not the action star. Well, that it explains, so, like, so you have to read it symbolically like that because if you're just like, oh, he's in the bottom, why are they putting him in a cage? But then you go, like... I didn't get that the first yeah. thing. I was like, okay, he's in the hole. That stinks for him. But now I'm like, oh, it's so in your face. Yeah. Ryder is caged and he doesn't have a control. And... Yeah, and there's, you know, the kid reading um, mm-hmm. uh, Heart of Darkness. Uh-huh. So, like, there's some... It's definitely a more writerly movie than the first... Than the original. Sure. And that's, that's Peter Jackson, right? Who better to... Tell yeah. that that version of Kong than Peter Jackson, which I like. I like a lot. I do too. Um, yeah, it it's almost it made me think about how in this time, two thousand five. Um, you know, I I still think that we could say that nine eleven influenced what kinds of movies were being made this is very much kind of um, like I said in, in addition to being a satire like an homage or, or like a, a wanting a desire to, to return to like a more simpler more hopeful mm. time 
mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, what year is this one again? 2005. Okay. Because just think about this in comparison to the more recent Kong movie, Skull Island, which is like all about war. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that one is the, the war movie. Mm-hmm. This one is the throwback movie. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, I just I thought that was an interesting observation. I, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. I didn't think about like its proximity to nine eleven. Well, yeah, and then you have like you know the King Kong on the Empire State Building mm. kind of has mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, a different resonance. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's not like I don't. It's not deliberate. Well, well it's not. It's not in your face, overt. Right, right. But it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people who, like you, like saw it in the theaters, they're going to know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think just based on the writing alone, I, I, I would give it a point for production for sure. Um, there, there's a lot that I like about the movie. Things that I'm I'm not crazy about is its length. It is oh yeah. It's so long, um, and I know that you can make the argument like, okay, we don't see Kong until an hour and ten minutes into the movie. Yeah, like I'm fine with that because it builds up the human characters. It builds a sense of anticipation. Like, great, that's fine. But, like, every single moment, like, from getting on the ship... Well, no, even before. It's, like, everything is a challenge. Everything is an adventure. Like, it's it's kind of nonstop, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. It's a little exhausting. Um, like, did it... Like, like, you know, there are dinosaurs, there are sea monsters, there are giant bugs, <laughs> and... There, and then, of course, there's Kong himself, and, and then there's the natives, and then there's the storm, um, and there's, you know, running from the police at the beginning. Like, everything is, like, um, a chase, a fight, something, you know? And so at, after a certain amount of time, it just, like, starts to kind of, like, wash over mm-hmm. a little bit until there's a moment for a reset which is when they bring Kong back and then I'm like okay I'm back in the movie mm-hmm. but yeah after a while I think they spent too much time on Skull Island um, yeah they are in getting to yeah yeah. and also I mean this is a movie that is definitely more aware of um, of issues around race and gender like it, it gives Anne more to do like mm-hmm. she is a a round character mm-hmm. um, and it has like a black captain but at the same time the natives are still pretty racist I th- I'm glad you said that because I was thinking that too I thought because that was my my chief complaints about the first one it's like oh and i don't know that they did much yeah they didn't really do much to kind of i guess um, maybe it's a little less overt with like the face painting but well and i i guess what they were trying to do was to make it so stylized and, and weird yeah that it doesn't resemble like any actual tribe or yeah. something, you know, which I get, but I think it's still problematic. Yeah, and I even think not only in this one, but in Skull Island, I still had a problem with it. Yeah, I too. don't know if there's a way around it because it's part of the story. It's, it's part of the mythology yeah. is that there's this cult, you yeah. know, that worships calm. that worships calm yeah. and. Yeah, I just don't know if there's a way to... I mean, I haven't seen the 1970s one, but 
I assume it's probably racist well, it's just, too. Well, yeah, it's that idea of sort of this uh, of the of the native of the savage, like yeah, of the return to the primal. Yeah, like calm, yeah, you know, is it's just this primal beast. Although, so yeah, um, it's so it's not perfect, but I think it's a very well made movie. It's a very good looking movie. Strong performances. Um, I, yeah, I'll give it a point. Absolutely. Okay. So monster quality. So I think we have we have the added depth because now Kong is more than just a symbol for destruction or like fear of. I'm trying to think in the first one, fear of like sort of like untamed. Yeah. Like nature mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? I think he's more than that in this movie. But let's talk about the size. Size matters with these monsters, John. Yeah. Size matters. He's too small in this movie. That's because Godzilla spoiled you. No, but because I feel Godzilla like even in the original Kong, he's much bigger. Is he? Yeah. Or even in, uh, let's say, in the 19... Um, was no, it the think, 70s one? I think you're right. I think you're right, because if we're thinking about hold, the yeah. original... Yeah. When he, you know, reaches in and grabs her, mm-hmm. the hand is bigger. Yeah. But I also think they're trying to humanize him in this. So he has to be smaller. I get it. But then what separates Kong from just, like, a normal gorilla? Or a slightly bigger gorilla. I mean, I think that's the thing that he he's. It, it's a more naturalistic performance because sure. you do have motion capture. Sure. So you do get like moments where it does look like a real gorilla. Yeah. You know, um, but you you also get a little bit more personality. Um, like there's, <laughs> like, in the middle act of the movie Kong is like a, a really crappy boyfriend yeah you know? <laughs> yeah um so that's <laughs> exactly what he is yeah so like he is definitely humanized in this movie yeah in Kong Skull Island he's he's not meant to be humanized he's this protector he you know needs to be big enough to to fight godzilla in the sea he support yeah he's supposed to be this like ancient almost like a titan yeah that's what they call him yeah the titan so yeah except you know in that one he's bruce wayne because (laughs) he watches his parents get killed yeah That's exactly it. He has a cave. He has a cave. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. Like, so in our category of monster quality, I mean, I think there's depth, but I think you take away what's the archetypal fear? Like, what are we fearing in this monster other than he's a gorilla? He's an animal. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we we get. I I think pretty much everything that is in the original I think is there like what's added to it is like a more intense um, fear of of nature because you do have just like that whole sequence on Skull Island it's just like threat after threat after threat mm-hmm. um, so it's not just calm it's deadly um, it's, it's everything mm-hmm. the bugs are deadly um, and they, you could die at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fear of nature is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, but by making Kong more, more sympathetic, I think you're also meant to like view humanity as more monstrous too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, by the end, I, I think you're supposed to sympathize with Kong. Yeah, like I don't think it's it's 
there as much in the original, like when he's in chains, mm -hmm. you know, and they do that whole like performance yeah. with him. I I think it's yeah, it's so this is shot in a very in in a very sympathetic way. He's being forced, like, and, and this is where like the slavery metaphor comes in, like he's being put in chains from his home made to work for white people and then eventually shot down by the government for existing in mm -hmm. this in this world that doesn't that wasn't built for him mm -hmm. um and so in that way like i think the movie is much more um it is a much better developed metaphor for race than the original even though it still had the problematic mm -hmm. natives okay oh but i like i said i think depth but now that i see it, i mean that archetypal fear of man so like we're supposed to be afraid right. of like we're, yeah the men are exploitative they're self-serving yeah um, you know, Jack Black is, you know, I'll donate all the proceeds to the family. And, you know, he says that multiple times because mm -hmm. he's, he's so insincere. And even the captain who is supposed to be like all about his men, like can't help but think about like the prophets, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think a more biting, um, critique of, of humankind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, then even the... That, that's where, yeah, I think this one does good work taking it to that that next level. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give it a point. Monster yeah, quality. Yeah, I will too. A scare factor? Uh, I think some I think of that Skull Island stuff, this, yes. Yeah, I think this is probably the scariest Kong movie because, yeah, I mean, that part where um lumpy is being like slowly swallowed by those oh like, yeah grub thing that's scary yeah that is scary <laughs> i had forgotten about that because the movie's so long i forget no, about it, some of these. that's the thing i forgot like, you, about that scene you know you have that but then you're also already exhausted because like king kong fought three t-rexes yeah <laughs> you know um <laughs> So it just, it's so, it's just so much. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I, I really couldn't give it a point. It's, it's not scary from beginning to end. I think there are good moments of suspense and then horror. Like, that, I mean, that scene is, is the best example mm -hmm. of, of, of true, like, horror. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's not consistent. And, and it's, it's definitely meant to be more of an adventure movie that that is kind of calling back to a simpler time than you know any kind of contemporary horror movie that yeah you know is trying to talk about today yeah 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 i, I don't mm. so i, I don't think i'm going to give it a point for scare factor yeah i'm not either yeah I, but i do agree with you that of the Kong movies, this is the scarier one of the that we've seen so far that we talked about so yeah. far. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so so who's gonna win? Yeah, who's winning? Well, is this movie gonna be an honorable mention or not? Because it's it doesn't read it there. I still don't think it reads this horror to me, even though it has a monster. Just in the same way too that I wouldn't put. The second Predator, it doesn't read as hard to me for as much as I like it. It reads more as action. Like, I wouldn't... Yeah. I think it's a... Mon I would call it a monster movie, but... And it's by... I mean, Peter Jackson has some horror movies, but... Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah, I am, I'm kind of torn because, like... You know, we have we have Jurassic Park. We have um, we do we don't have the original King Kong, 
an honorable mm. mention. Um, I I think Jurassic Park's more driven by fear. I don't think and to scare. I think there are so many more moments in Jurassic Parks that scare that scare it than in this one. I think the only reason there's so many is just because there's so long. It's so long. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you cut out like the bare bones of the story, you would lose yeah. some of that. But Jurassic Park it accomplishes it in what an hour and a half. I don't know if it's two hours. Yeah, I mean. I see like because I guess the closest movie that we can compare it to is like Godzilla or like Shin Godzilla something like that in honorable mention yeah we did put Shin Godzilla in well, honorable both, mention both are in honorable mention oh yeah so like could we say that the original Godzilla is like scarier than this movie no no but I think that the idea that it's fear driven but I think the intent is yeah. there yeah, I, I guess you, you could... I mean, honorable mention is... Yeah, it's, it's really a reserve for movies that we, we think would make an impact. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't think this movie makes much of an impact. Mm-mm. I think it's, by and large, kind of forgotten about, mm-hmm. you know, for how big the movie was at the time. Especially, you know, with the reboot and everything. But this isn't even part of the conversation. Uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. it's uh-huh. a, it's its own thing. I think it's worth watching if you are a King Kong fan because it does take I, it from that different perspective. I but think so, and I would. Argue I think it's important. It, it's probably the best Kong movie, but does that mean it's the one that's the most important to watch? I don't know. As a as a kaiju movie, I don't think so. Yeah. So, um, okay. but which is the better monster? Predator Kong. My vote's for Kong. And I'm surprising myself by saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take, too. Like I said, I, there's, there's just so much depth there. Yeah, there's more to play with than, than Predator. Nobody wants to go watch a Predator movie where, like, the Predator's sitting in a cave being, like, existential. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Um... In the same it's way, just, it's not. Yeah, it's not the same. You wouldn't want to see a xenomorph contemplating its existence, but we could see an well, android see, doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, lucky for the bracket, we <laughs> have pretty much done all the alien movies. Um, I guess except for for three and four. I don't know if we did those. We did not. No, we haven't done. But uh, or Alien Resurrection. Yeah, that's four. That's four. Okay. We where they bring, prequels. yeah, where they bring, uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which, yeah, we, we can go back into some other time, but, um, yeah, I mean, because I think the Xenomorph is a much flex, much, much more flexible monster than, than the Predator. Like I said, Predator is super, super cool. It is also a one-trick pony in that it, it really just means the one thing. Yeah. You need the mask. You need the camouflage. You need the lasers. Yeah. Maybe a spinning blade thing that it's, returns to itself. Yeah. The crawl weapon. It, it's... Um, scroll weapon. It's a cold-hearted hunter. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. Um, so that means that um, in our final bracket... Ba-ba. And we, I didn't. I didn't intend for this either. I didn't go into it thinking this is what would happen. I mean, we if have, I had to bet, I would probably put money on Godzilla versus on Kong. Godzilla versus yeah. Kong. It looks like we fixed and like rigged the game, John. We really didn't. I know. Mean, <laughs> I thought, to be honest, I thought Tremors was going to go further than it did. I. But I, in our conversation, it couldn't compete with the shark. As I was watching Predator 2, I was like, yeah, this... And especially the original one, I was like, yeah, this might go all the way. 
Really? Um, but then by the end of Predator 2, after I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah. Could you really, really put, a- yeah, could you really put Predator versus Godzilla? It'd take a lot of Predators. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not just about who would win in a fight. I know. Right? But, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so it's fitting then that we have the classic matchup, Godzilla versus King. Seems like there was maybe a reason that they are ancient foes, Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Why we haven't seen Godzilla versus Predator, or Godzilla versus Tremors, or Kong versus Jaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, I would like to see King Kong fight a shark, I'm not going to lie. There, movie studios need to come together, and so like we have the versus movies, we have like... Kong versus Godzilla. Like, I mean, Kong ultimately wins, right? In Kong versus Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, what about Alien versus Predator? Who wins there? Ooh. Whoever, uh, I mean, whoever wins, humanity loses. <laughs> I think. I think Predator, if I, it's been a minute since yeah. I've been, but I think Predator wins. Okay. So, and then what about Freddy versus Jason? Who wins there? Well, it depends on if you go by the post credit scenes or not. Both are alive by the end. Yeah. And the idea is that Freddy can kind of control Jason because Jason's perpetually sleeping. But at the, at the same time, it's Jason who has, you know, Freddy's head yeah. in his hand. Yeah. Um, but is it just Freddy making him think he won? Yeah. I mean, whatever. So, <laughs> anyway, what I think is, like, they, they need to, they, they need to, like, have the second bracket, like, the second tier where those face off, you know? Oh, gosh. So what? Jason versus Godzilla? Is that what you're telling me? Well, in win- New York? The winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the winner's bracket exactly <laughs> um, so yeah that would be it. yeah that would be Jason versus, versus Kong Jason versus Predator versus this is Kong. Kong yeah ooh I would like to see Predator versus Jason that would be a good one or is, or is Predator just gonna like laser him in half Jason moves very slowly you gotta be quick I think Predator would actually win that matchup because I think it would be Kong too. You think Predator would beat Kong? I that would be a good matchup. Yeah, and they could be in the jungle. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're I think Predator would win in a fight. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the fight that we. But then, set up in our bracket. but then, does man win overall? Then because man beats. Godzilla, man beats. I mean, Predator. When it's man versus wild, who wins? Man. Most times. What about um, X versus Sever? Who wins that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> See, how are we going to have a complete bracket if we don't? Uh. Yeah. I think I need a break from the bracket <laughs> once we're done here. Okay. But, so are we going to, as our final movie, are we just going to watch Godzilla vs. Kong, just one movie? Well, I mean... I think it's only I, fair. I feel like that's kind of what we have to do. We can throw in others, too. Um, I mean, there, there's also an, an older Godzilla versus Kong, too. Um, I don't know if that would be interesting at all. No, I let's just make it. it. Let's just make it about just the one movie. Okay. It seems like, and we can judge. Yeah, we can still judge it based on fear. We don't have to. The winner doesn't have to be the winner in the fight in the movie. Right. I mean, we'll still. We can still break down the monster quality. Yeah. As it's portrayed in that movie, I think it'd right. be good. Okay. Um, so yeah, there there we have it. Um, the next move or the next episode is going to be the final matchup. 
um, Godzilla vs. Kong, the 2021 Adam Wingard movie. Yep. So you can uh, check out more of our episodes and uh, check your bracket against yours to see if you got the perfect bracket um, at theterrortest.com or follow us on Twitter at the underscore terror underscore test. Pencils down, the terror test is over. Thank <laughs> you.